Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you are not consistent in anything in life, if you are not consistent in your relationship, if you are not consistent and be present for your kids, what is going to happen when they become teenagers? If you are not consistent as a father, educating and be present for your family, what is going to happen? You know, it's exactly the same thing. Everything that you have to do, you have to be consistent. Consistent in learning, consistent in loving, consistent in nurturing, consistent in having a good diet, consistent in make exercise, consistent to everything requires consistency. And social media is not the difference. If you want to have a strong presence, you have to be consistent. And you have to be consistent in your brand message, in your content strategy, you know? Who is your target audience? Hello and welcome to Inside Out. My name is Billy Samoa Salibi and I'm your host. This show is all about insights and explores how transformational moments of awakening have helped propel the lives and careers of remarkably successful people. These major breakthroughs teach valuable lessons that will help us in business and in life. On this episode, I interview Lorena Acosta, a personal brand evangelist who's busy being awesome. Lorena's intention has never been to be famous. But over the last four years, she's become very well-known on LinkedIn, having amassed over 850,000 followers. Her brand and business, Be Busy Being Awesome, is rooted in her core values. Respect, trust, and being human shine through in everything she does. On the show, we learn what she attributes her incredible success to. She describes her unique perspective on what she believes it means to be authentic, why consistency creates credibility, and the importance of knowing how to craft your message for your audience. Lorena describes herself as an ordinary person raising an extraordinary kid, but as you'll see on this episode, she's extraordinary in her own right. We discuss how she approaches her content strategy, why she believes content should be less about you and more about the audience, why she believes brands need to be more humanized, how she feels about the community she's built, and when is the wrong time to start a personal brand. Lorena is not afraid to stand up for what is right and always make sure people are treated the way they want to be treated. When it's all said and done, Lorena is focused on leaving a legacy she could be proud of. She vulnerably shares how the death of her only sister tremendously affected her and actually caused her to reflect on her own life and think about how she'll be remembered. Lorena doesn't want fame or fortune, she simply wants to impact the lives of others. I absolutely love her story and I'm so excited to share it on this episode 
of Inside Out. Lorena Acosta, thank you for being on Inside Out. Thank you for having me, Billy. Let's talk a little bit about your business. And specifically, I want to talk about you. You recently posted about not waiting for the perfect time. And I'll just paraphrase here. But when you started your business, you didn't have everything you needed, right? You didn't have a fully functioning office. And you say with a name on the door, you didn't have all the things figured out with your taxes and how your business would be set up. Some people might use as roadblocks or reasons to not start a business. So can you talk a little bit about why you think it's so important to really avoid waiting for perfect? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, when I start my business, everything is started not as a business. Everything is started like I started developing my personal brand because I came to LinkedIn and I didn't have a job. So I went to look for a job and I couldn't find a way to connect with people that didn't know me to get the position that I was looking for. I decided to start developing my personal brand and I start posting things that they were close to my heart, which was how you can find happiness within, right? No, find happiness outside, but find happiness within you. So I start posting things that they were very close to my heart and I start getting following, right? So I start from zero like everybody else. And, and then I start posting a lot of traveling as well because I am in the industry of, of vacations. So I start posting things from places that I have been, from places that I want to go, you know, because those places really inspire me to work harder and play harder, right? So this is, you know, I, I like people to see and say, I want to be there. I want to go there. I mean, because when you show people f- something that you enjoy and they enjoy it too, it's, 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 it's when the magic happens, right? Then I start getting a large following and people start talking to me about if I can help them to do the same thing that I was doing. They want to do what I was doing, but they didn't know how to call it. So I told them, you mean you want to develop your personal brand? And they were like, yeah, I mean, I have my bachelor's degree is in massive communications. I was journalist when I was in my 20s, you know, is when I, when I started in Mexico. And then I did my master's in marketing. So, you know, I, I know the basic, right, from where to start. So I start helping people to branding themselves on social media and then for free. And then people start asking me how much I charge and I didn't have a price. I didn't know how much to charge. I didn't know how much was was good to charge. I didn't know if my prices were going to be too high or they were going to be too low. I didn't know how to sell my product, not in the sense of selling it, but the pricing, because I wanted everybody to afford it. I didn't want just to be like many on social media that they sell what they offer very high and the value is very little. And sometimes people can't afford that. They have the same rights to be able to brand themselves so be part of the network and do it in the right way. Many people have the need, but they don't have the money. I start talking to friends and they were telling me, Lorena, the price that you were asking is very little. You shouldn't be asking for that price. You know, the value that you, you bring him. You're teaching them exactly what you have done and how to be successful, so you should charge more. And I was like, no, I'd rather have 10 clients in one month than have only one. 
because if I have 10 clients, you know, they're going to go and tell their friends about me and I'm going to start getting referrals. So it's better to have 10 mouths that they're going to be talking about Lorena Costa that only one mouth, you know, and say, well, her, her training was so-so and was too expensive. I would recommend it. You know what I'm saying? So having, ten, uh, having that mindset of with the willing to help more, because this has been my, my, m- the first thing that I have since I come to LinkedIn is to help somebody, right? So it's not only to make money or make a living from what I'm doing, but also to provide value to other people, right? To, to help them to change their life. That's my passion, you know, helping people's lives and help them to change their life for better. So I decide to start creating my own company. I start creating my own business, even though that I, I was working for the corporate America, I was doing this in the afternoons, you know, or in my days off or on the weekends, you know, start training people, but was just like, just was like a hobby. It was just like something that I can do on the weekends or my day off, you know, give them the training, but nothing formal until I took very serious about last year. I thought about it last year because I become more popular on social media. People start sending me emails and I can show you my, my inbox on LinkedIn. It's full, you know, and I'm very grateful for the impact that I have been creating on so many people's lives. But I decided that I wanted to start doing it for as a business. And little by little, if it's possible, leave corporate America, right? Because this is what I really wanted to do. I haven't yet. I want to, you know, my dream is to be able to work from wherever I am. If I want to be at home or if I want to be in New York or if I want to be whatever my daughter is going to be for college is what I want to be. So Sarah is going to leave probably in two more years. We don't know where yet. And uh, Sarah is my everything. So I really want to be able and have the flexibility to take my laptop, to take one of my lights or two of my lights and take my phone my microphone and just uh, do my business from wherever I am. And this is the reason why I'm doing it. Well, and I, you talk about your daughter a lot. And I know she's so, so, so important for you. You didn't join LinkedIn and you absolutely have no intention to become quote unquote famous. It's never been a goal of yours. And never. one of the things you, you say, and I love this, is you're an ordinary person raising an extraordinary kid. Yes. You don't like being labeled an influencer and i no. you've said i'm just a regular woman is what you've said and i i love i'm just an ordinary woman raising an extraordinary kid i love it but and i'll say this you can't argue you have built an extraordinary presence and community on linkedin and so for those listening who maybe are curious how you have built this community what do you attribute your success to like what is what is the reason people are drawn to Lorena Acosta on LinkedIn? Well, there are many factors of this belief. First, the fact that people feel welcome. I mean, anybody can come and post. They learn how to behave, many of them. They learn that if they want to be part of my community and they want to interact with my feed, they need to behave. Other way, they're going to be blocked or they're going to be called out like I have. Many times, you know, I mean, I'm very bold as I deserve respect. Everybody deserves respect. So I don't 
first of all, I think I established respect for everybody on my feed and my community. And I ask for the same thing, you know, in return. So everybody feels protected. Everybody feels welcome. Everybody feels good. They feel okay being with me, reading what I post, engaging with other people. But also, you know, it's most of it, the, the fact that I like to give, you know, I always give, I bring even, I, I give a lot of, of my knowledge as a human being and also my academic knowledge and also my business knowledge. I mean, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that there is hundreds of people on LinkedIn who has been following me for the last four years and they have learned step by step what I have done from the beginning. And I have seen many of them who just came last year, two years ago, and they were my followers. And now they are brand strategies, right? So that's, that's good. They have learned from me and I'm happy for them because it's good that you can help somebody to improve their life, you know? So this is one of the things that I, it makes me very proud and has never been my intention to become famous. Uh, you know, I'm almost 50 years old, so I'm not like the youngest girl who wants to be famous. Or, I mean, I, I have already been famous for what I have done in the past. I have my reputation in my work. And I didn't need fame. I just needed to have, find a job to support my family. And this is the outcome. There's a few things that stand out. One is that you're eternally grateful. You bring your gratefulness to your posts. You're not afraid to talk about being grateful and you share love. And you mentioned a moment ago that respect is so important and the community and the tribe that you've built is all about a mutual respect. And if somebody isn't being respectful, then you'll, no. you're not afraid to no. re- remove that person. No, <laughs> no at all. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't mind to shame somebody that is shaming somebody in my feed because everybody has a tail, what I'm saying. So sometimes those people that come and talk bad or make any stupid comments, you know, and you go back to their feed and you read how they interact with others, you find out what kind of human being is that person. I don't mind. I mean, I don't do it often, but if I feel that somebody is being aggressively rude with somebody in my my feed, I, I stand up for them, of course. And I stand up for anybody. I mean, not only on my feed. I've been in different feeds and standing for other people who has been um, treated the bath. Well, and I love that about you. And I think it's an endearing trait and quality. And I think other people appreciate that too. There's two words that I want to talk about. And then we'll move on. But these words are really important. One's a buzzword we hear all the time. That's authenticity. And another word is consistency, which I think those are two really important things that you've highlighted many, many times as being integral in your own success is that you bring your authentic self. So the question on that is, it's easy to say. It's easy to say, be authentic. But what does it mean to you? And then we'll get into the consistency one. So let's start with authenticity. The other day, thank you for asking me this question. The other day I was thinking myself, I was listening to a podcast from one of the members on LinkedIn. I was listening to their story. After I finished to listen to their story, I thought myself, I don't know. I'm not sure if that means to be authentic. I mean, being authentic, that doesn't mean that you have to share everything that happened in your life. Being authentic is being authentic with your own self with your values, 
with your beliefs and your own character. That's to me being authentic, not to share things that other people shouldn't be knowing. That doesn't mean being authentic. Authentic is being your authentic self within. So then you can be authentic with somebody else, right? But not sharing so personal stuff that not everybody needs to know. Mm. It's a really interesting distinction and I'm glad you brought it up. If I'm hearing you correctly, it's like, I think some people perceive or maybe misperceive that authenticity means they should share all their dirty laundry and share everything, everything that's ever happened in their life. No. Which, you know, if somebody wants to do that, that's fine. That's up to them. But ultimately that doesn't really, that doesn't really mean they're being authentic. What, What you're what you're saying is being true to yourself, being true to your character, to what your belief system is, to what you stand for. That is what being authentic yes, means. That's being authentic. I mean, authentic to me is not, I mean, you know, not my oh no, all my life has been pink, right? And full of roses. My divorce was very tragic divorce, and it was not because we didn't love each other or because we fight or my ex-husband was disrespectful. It was because the lack of love. We grew up apart and we have a very different mindsets when I say I want to get divorced, right? So he was hurt, right? And we went through a very ugly divorce because of the fact that I say, I don't love you anymore, right? I don't share those things because nobody cares. Why people, I mean, why I'm going to feed your subconscious mind with something that doesn't help you? Hmm. Well, one of the things you said is you said content can't be you, 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 you. Think about the audience. It's about the audience. It's about the person on the other end who's receiving that. Talk a little bit about why you said that and what it means to you. Well, you know, this is all about branding, right? I mean, when you go and like a brand and you follow a brand and you stand for that brand, it is because that brand makes you feel different. That brand, it wasn't just talking about how much they make in the last quarter, how many millions they make the last year, how many products they have sold, but they talk about how many lives they have impact with their purpose, with what they're doing, right? So when you start creating content only about yourself, you come like a narcissist because it's only about you. I mean, if you really want to create a strong presence and to have a great community, you have to care about your audience. What is what your audience needs? What is what your audience is asking? What, is, what are the pain points from your target audience? Right? So you don't have to close your eyes and say, oh my God, I don't know how to write. I mean, there is millions of people on LinkedIn. You just have to scroll down and see the mistakes that the people is making and you can create content. <laughs> I love that. Well, speaking of creating content, you are prolific. You've create, I mean, I, I just can't even um, believe how much, not just any old content, but amazing content you've created over the years. And sometimes two, three, four really solid value add posts in a day, day in, day out. And I know you've said consistency creates credibility. Tell me why that's the case. Well, that's my story, right? So if you are not consistent in anything in life, if you're not consistent in your relationship, if you're not consistent and be present for your kids, what is going to happen when they become teenagers? 
if you are not consistent as a father educating and be present for your family, what is going to happen? You know, it's exactly the same thing. Everything that you have to do, you have to be consistent. Consistent in learning, consistent in loving, consistent in nurturing, consistent in, in having a good diet, consistent in make exercise, consistent to everything requires consistency. And social media is not the difference. If you want to have a strong presence, you have to be consistent. And you have to be consistent in your brand message, in your content strategy, you know? Who is your target audience? Let's talk a little bit about that. Before we do, I just want to share a quote that you recently shared from Dwayne Johnson, which is, success isn't about greatness. It's about consistency. Consistent hard work leads to success. Greatness will come. I just love that you chose that quote. And, and that was a piece of content that you really tried to share with your community, the value and importance of consistency. Let's talk about how you come up with content. I, I'm curious, is it on the spot? Do you plan in advance? Is it just, yeah. what's the feeling? Let, let, let me talk to you about that quote that I brought. And I brought it most of it for my clients. Because sometimes they feel, def- you know, like, did I have to be many hours on LinkedIn to be able to have my following? Well, no, you don't have to have a lot of hours on LinkedIn, but you have to be consistent. That means that you have to be there every day. You know, so it's, it's, that's why I post that because people need to understand that if you want to hit it, you need to be present. Talking about my content right now, because I'm very busy with clients every month, I'm full, thank God. I don't have a lot of time to, to create content, but let me share with you that most of the content that I post, it's. Uh, those are the things that it came into my mind. Those are flash thoughts that come. My brain is always working. Sometimes I'm thinking about gratitude and why I'm great, grateful today, you know, or um, I'm, I, why I post about my coworkers who used to work with me in the past and now they don't have a job. So why I post that? Because I read it, right? Sometimes I read a book. Sometimes I, something happened in my life and I share it, Right. This is what makes you authentic, that you don't really have to go and dig and what you're going to post, if people is going to care. The only thing that matters to, when you create your content is how you craft your messaging. It's the only thing. You can create content about, I can create content about this remote control, <laughs> but how I'm going to Create the messaging about this remote control has to make sense with my audience. And this is why I teach in my class. Let's dive in a little bit deeper. How do you think about the audience and how do you craft your message in a way that will resonate? Give us some of the some of the wisdom that has allowed you to create posts that do garner the type of engagement and activity that I'm sure a lot of people listening would love to have. Well, you know. Everything starts always with your values. I mean, sometimes people say, why I have to talk about my values? You don't have to come to today and talk about family if you don't want to, but family for me is important. So how relatable you are with your audience? What are your common beliefs? If I'm talking about my family and how proud I am to be a single mother 
and be the sole provider for my family and be a closer and work hard and be respectful to myself, who is my target audience? Single mothers, right? So people really need to identify how they're going to craft their message and who is their target audience and how to target them. Everything is a process. And my coaching with the messaging, it's a process which everybody loves. You know, most of the people that hires me get very high engagement in the first few posts that they do because I teach them step-by-step step how to craft their messaging. Not like when you're looking for a job or not when you're looking for opportunities, but before that, right? You can't wait to build your brand when you need it. You got to build your brand before you need it. Talk a little bit about why that's so important. I'm popular here. So what I do, so I get quickly, probably in three to four days, I have five recruiters calling me from different places to hire me. So I was not struggling to find a job. But when you are not in the industry that I am, you know, and you are not well known, so it's hard. So why to wait till that moment? I mean, right now I have a um, few clients who are C-level executives who are doing their personal brand because nobody has guarantee in their positions right now. You don't know what is going to happen tomorrow. You know, and many people have certain lifestyle that they need to maintain. Mm. They are investing right now on their personal branding and they want to start sharing their ideas. And for some reason, you know, I get many clients who are aligned with my values. And this is the most beautiful part of this. It is uh, the people that comes to me because the 100% of my clients comes to me. I don't promote myself. I don't ask people to hire me. I don't send messages. I don't do outbound marketing. I don't hire a salesperson to go and dig in people and say, hey, do you want to do your personal brand? No. So whoever wants to do their personal brand and they follow me and they see the value of what I'm sharing, they come and say, I'm ready for you to coach me. So, and this is the, the magic of out the inbound marketing, right? I encourage people to do their the personal brand, they develop their personal brand while they are in a comfortable position, really, because in the end of the day, if something happened, you already created a lot of connections. I mean, come on now. I mean, I have 800,000 followers and 30,000 mindful connections that if I need something tomorrow, if I need a job, if I need a, a letter of recommendation, you know, if I need anything, they will step in for me. I have seen that when the pandemic came, you don't know how many people just sent me messages and told me, Lorena, I don't know if you have a job or you are in furlough, but if you need anything, please never hesitate to contact me. And that's nice. Thank mm. God I didn't need to contact anybody, right? But because I work hard, but just to know that you have impacted somebody else's life and they are there to help you when you need it, it's it's amazing, and I'm very grateful for that. And it's a testament to you, and it's a testament to the fact that you've built these relationships through trust. And one of the ways you've done that is through humanizing your brand. You talk a lot about the importance of humanizing our brands, because let's face it, there's just so much noise in the world and there's so many people vying for our attention that 
bringing it back to the human component is so valuable. Can you share a little bit about why that is so important and how one goes about really touching the human side of their brand? Because, you know, if you go to any corporate branding right now, even on LinkedIn, if you go to any corporate brand that is creating their brand awareness, you don't see any comments. You don't see, you may see likes from people that probably scroll down and see something about any of those companies and and just hit like because they like the brand, because they own the computer or because they have the system or because they have the software or because, you know, but it's not because they really engage with the brand. So when you humanize your brand, you're opening the doors for a dialogue with your audience, with your community. Because in the end of the day, consumers really are the ones decide what brands live and what brands die. If you don't are or if you're not open to maintain that on your business and being able to humanize your brand and be present. I don't know how long it's going to last. Why you think that so many CFOs, so many CTOs, so many CEOs are right now on mm-hmm. social media? Well, right. Well, Why I mean, think- it's, it's clear that you said it. People buy from people. And, in, and when we see the person behind the brand, it builds trust. Of course. I mean, come on now. If I want to sell you my coaching, if I don't step in and say, this is me, this is what I do, this is my, my background, this is how I help, this is how I provide, this is the value that I'm bringing, people will not buy my product. People hire me because they like me, mm. because they've been following me. And let me tell you something. Most of my clients are people who've been watching my content for years. This is not somebody that just come to LinkedIn and say, okay, I'm ready to build my personal brand. I'm going to hire Lorena. No, because I'm not cheap, right? So my coach is not cheap. So what happened is that they, they don't even know their price, but they probably imagine how much it's going to cost. So they want to be sure that an investment is going to be well spent. So, but people who has been following me, for one year or for two years, they already know the value that I'm bringing. They, know, they, are, they already know the knowledge that I have. They have seen me growing. You know, the, the, the magic of what is happening to me right now, Billy, is that I'm talking the walk and I'm walking the talk. So while I, what is happening right now to me is what I'm teaching. You know, any, every time I find something new and I implement it on my brand or anything that I'm talking, you know, it's something new. You know, the other day I reached out to of my clients who hired me last year and I told them, listen, I just discovered something new and I want to give you one hour for free of coaching because I want you to learn mm. what I just learned. So we are excited. We're going to be three together in one hour or two hours of coaching and I'm going to teach them how to do certain things that I just find out that are working for me. So I share that knowledge, even though that they hired me eight months ago. I mean, they were my clients. They believe in me. 
I love that. And I love that you're willing to share things as you learn them. I met with a coach who specializes on coaching coaches. And she said, you only need to be 30 minutes ahead of your client. Meaning if you just learn something, it's more than fine to pass that new knowledge along. You don't have to have experienced it for years for it to be valuable. And no. So you, okay. So you jumped on LinkedIn, not knowing what to expect. You really developed your brand and part of developing your brand was to really show your true self to be the human. Because as you've said, you want to know where you're spending your money, right? If you're going to buy something, you want to know who that other person is. So how do you create this trustworthy brand that people can believe in? We know that humans are driven by emotion and you've shared that a lot. We're emotional beings. So how does how does one, just getting started out, you've you've gone through this journey and to your own admission, you probably started too late because you needed something. And so you say, oh, I have to figure out how to, how to start this brand. And ultimately it worked for you because you, you didn't need your personal brand to get a job. You're a closer, a seasoned sales pro. You're a mentor, a trainer, somebody that knows your industry inside and out. And so anyone that knows you and a lot of people do would hire you on the spot. First of all, I love that. I love that part of your story. But I also love the fact that you didn't rest on your laurels. You didn't just say, oh, I have this safety net. You went out and you built your brand regardless of the fact that you had that. And so your suggestion is for other people, do it before you need it. Well, you need, yeah. I mean, listen, right now, I'm going to give you an, an example. Right now, you know, I mean, many companies for law their employees, the money that the government is sending them is not enough to support a family of five. And how they are going to support their families if they don't have another income, an extra income. That's why I always encourage my clients to create a consultancy, even though that they have their own job, they have their own salary, they have their own security, create a consultancy, open the doors for opportunity. Because in the end of the day, everybody wants to be free, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to start from something. So if you are building your personal brand, what is going to be your niche? Who is going to be your target audience? And what is what you're going to do? So once you have that clear, you can create your consultancy firm from, I don't know, taxes. You know, you want to be a real real, realtor. Uh, you are a doctor, right? You are a therapist. You are a coach. You are, whatever you, the, your business is, right? This is the best platform to right now explode yourself, but everything is start with a personal brand. And one of the things you said, which I really want to key on is, is finding and identifying your niche and being really clear on who it is that you serve. And I think all too often, I know I've been guilty of this. We try to be all things to all people. And we have no. this very wide approach. And no. I, I think what you've done is you've created seven questions that you ask new clients when they come aboard and they work with you and you ask specific questions. And I imagine some of those relate back to what you just said, but can you talk a little bit about why it's so important to narrow your focus as opposed to be too wide for those that maybe aren't familiar? It's simple. The answer is simple. You are confusing your audience. That's it. So how do you, how does somebody do it? So I'm uh, somebody's just now been furloughed, or maybe they they're afraid they're going to be furloughed, or they're afraid they're going to be laid off. What are the building blocks to do it? How does one 
reflect or think about themselves in a way that will help to crystallize who they are and who they serve so that they don't confuse the audience. Because it could be confusing for the person, right? As you're building your brand, you're yourself confused about who you are and what you're meant to do. And this is so, 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 this is happening a lot. I mean, I've been hired last month by three persons who have been on LinkedIn long enough that I know them for three years. They need to re- rebrand themselves because they made that mistake. You know, they didn't have a niche. So if you have a skills, I mean, if you are a great salesperson, right? If you are having training people on medical stuff, if you have been training people on sales, if you have been training people on coaches, if you have been, whatever your niche is, whatever your abilities, capabilities, and skills are, write them down and be true to yourself and say, what is what I can bring to the world? What Mm -hmm. is what can I offer? What is going to be my offer? What is going to be my, my, my selling point? What I'm going to be well known for? So those are the things that people need to really, really, really dig into their thing and make a list. And from there, they start. Because if you don't have your why and why you want to do it, and you don't have the vision of what is what you're going to do and why you're going to do it, you're not going to succeed. Yeah. And the, we talk about purpose and why and understanding the connection between what gets us up in the morning and what activities we do throughout the day to fulfill that purpose. And I came from sales much like you, you know, you, and, and not too dissimilar. I mean, I actually brought a whole bunch of people from the vacation uh, timeshare space into the solar industry. And there's, there's, there's commonalities between those two types of sales, right? You got to first get people interested enough to open their mind and open their ears. And then you have to show them through a discovery and understanding process, how this could benefit them. And I'm making some assumptions because we haven't talked too much about your long career within that space, but I'm making some assumptions based on what I know. Cause I've worked with so many people in that space So the question then for you is you could have made your personal brand about sales, but you didn't. And and much like me, I could have too. And I'm, I'm shifting now into the podcasting space. When did you decide that brand was the area that you wanted to focus? The way that I craft my coaching program, it is based on sales. The way that I craft, the way that I create the messaging it's in base of sales. It's in base of closing. You know, it's everything. It's 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 created in a certain way that is related to sales, one hundred percent. And and besides that, you know, I teach my clients to close their deals by phone. Mm-hmm. You know, once they finish the coaching, you know, because sometimes they don't know how to close their deals. They don't know how to sell themselves by phone. So I teach them to the industry that I am in. It's well known. And I'm very proud to be one of them and come out. I have several owners and people who bought from me in the past. And they are my followers on LinkedIn. They know that I am the same person offline and online. And it's so grateful. And it's so 
comfortable. I feel so, I feel a lot of comfort when my my clients from my other industry follow me and engage on my content and send me messages and say, you know what, I'm, I'm so proud of you. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm proud that I, that you sold me this, they buy from me because they believe in what I was selling. So this is part of the thing on LinkedIn. You need to be honest. You need to be true to yourself. And you need to really, if you want to start coaching people, you need to have everything together. Because you can build your reputation, but your reputation can be demolished in just five seconds as well. That's right. It, it can be. So if you really want to get that credibility and you really want to get that trust, you have to be consistent. Because if you show up every month, I mean, come on now. Right? You have to be consistent. People want to see that you are truly who you are. People want to see that your values are aligned with them because in the end of the day, you are going to coach them. Right? I mean, I have refused coaching people that their story wasn't something that appeals to me and their values weren't aligned with mine. And that, that, were, that was business. But I refused to coach them because one, you know, I had one big contract in the past, almost a $60,000 contract. And I was very excited with the contract. But there was a misunderstanding between me, the VP of the company who was the nephew of the owner of the company who came to Orlando, invited me for lunch and, and hired me. Mm. He talks to me in a certain way that I didn't accept it because if I'm building my business is because I'm providing a service. I'm not anybody's employee anymore. You know what I'm saying? So when you are employee from somebody of my company, sometimes they feel that they have the right to talk in a certain way and you have to put your head down because this is the way that you're supporting your family. Mm. You know, but uh, when you own your own business, you offer your services, you know, and sometimes you put the rules. I just canceled the contract because I was not going to tolerate that somebody talked to me disrespectfully. Those are challenges sometimes that you have when you have your own business, but this is part of your values as well and the, the way that you want to be treated. So the way that you treat somebody else is the way that you're going to be treated, right? So if, if you don't feel comfortable coaching or giving your services to somebody that your values and your beliefs are not aligned, it's okay. It's yeah. fine. It's totally fine, Billy. Yeah, it, may, it makes sense. When you remember your core values in such a way that it guides your decisions, your actions, and who you are in your relationships with other people, including those who may be paying you, when you do that, you're staying true to yourself. Of course. Speak, and speaking of staying true to yourself, you very much committed to your family. And it's not just your daughter. I know that you were close with your sister who passed away. And I know that was very hard and challenging for both you and your mother. And it was a hard time. I, I'm curious, what were the insights that you had as it relates to what you wanted from life? Because we're going to talk about legacy in a second. What were the insights or realizations that you had about what's most important when Things like that happen, adversity and life challenges. I know it was super hard on you. So how did that inform you who know, you are today? You know, my life, Billy, 
Oh my God, you know everything about me. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you for being so, uh, for, for caring. I mean, you know everything. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, 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 I'm, first of all, I, I feel like I don't. I feel like there's so much more that I want to dive into and we'll maybe have a second session. But I thank you for saying that. And I, because I do care and because you've, you've shared yourself, even though you maybe have said even on this own show that you're not sharing everything, every little dark secret. And nobody say you need to, you share enough of yourself that we see the, you, we see the person who you are. And so yeah, my um, sister, my sister was my only sister. Uh, she died of, of, uh, uh, cancer in the pancreas, you know, in the colon, she has a colon cancer and, um, she, um, she struggled a lot during the the last months of her um, journey. Uh, we found out that she had cancer in January and in July. In June, she was dead. Mm. So, you know, she used to live in Mount Chester, California uh, with my niece. And we were here in Florida with my mom. So, you know, we she keep it in secret for a while. And then when she share with us. Uh, she was still very secretive about that she didn't want people to know because she didn't want people to feel sorry about her. So she died in a very um, sad situation. And it, it hurts me because I was, I was here. I was able to go. I was able to spend time with her. She, she didn't want us to see her dying. So we couldn't see her alive. We just find out when my sister passed away. So for us, it was uh, shocked. You know, was my only sister, was my older sister, was the sister that I used to call when my father was sick, when my mother was sick, when I, I had uh, uh, struggles, when I was going through, in, through adversity, or when I have, you know, she was my only sister. So I could share with her. She was like the older sister that you call you know, to help you and to guide you when you need it, you know? So my sister died and I was like, oh my God, now I'm alone. So now I'm responsible for everything, right? So I'm the, I'm, I'm the oldest one right now. So, you know, also to see my mother struggling, you know, I have never witnesses in my life, you know, see a mother uh, moaning and crying and suffering <laughs> so much for my sister was very hard for us and I learned when my sister died that life is a gift and every moment and every day that I wake up I just I'm just grateful for another day with my family and with my daughter and to help somebody else right because we're not here just to provide for us we're not here just to feed us. No, it's not just for us to, to give something. What is your legacy? What's your, what, how do you want to be remembered when you die? You know, so when my sister died, I, I, I thought I need to be remembered for something that is going to create impact in somebody else's lives. I want to be remembered. I, want, I don't want to be remembered as a famous Lorena. I don't want to be remembered as Lorena LinkedIn. I want to be remembered for the person that has helped somebody else to change their life. And I believe if I share with you the messages that I receive on LinkedIn from people that I don't know, 
You know, the other day I received a message from a lady telling me that she, she's been sober for the last 10 years during the pandemic. She feels so needed to go and buy alcohol and break that sober. And she said, but something brought me to LinkedIn. And I, the first post that I saw was yours. And the message that you delivered that day, it really touched my heart. I didn't buy the alcohol. I didn't break my sober. And, and I thank you for that. So, you know, you are creating an, an impact in people that you don't even know that they exist. So that's why you have to be very mindful in things that you're posting because, because your intentions can really affect or help somebody else. Yeah, I... Thank you. And what I can say is you've talked about the fact that when you post things, yeah, there's going to be people that engage, they might like, they might comment, but 70% of the people are maybe just looking and we don't know who we're touching unless they send a message like what you've just said. And there's probably countless people that don't even send the message, but they're still as inspired as that person is. Family is so important to you. And it's not a surprise that it was as hard on your mother as it was because I know you and I know how much your daughter means to you. And I would guess that that is something that is you observed in your own mother and how much she cares, uh, cares about you. There's nothing harder than losing a child. There's nothing harder than losing yeah, a child. I can, I can imagine. I just, I mean, really seeing my mother suffering from, from, for her first child. You know, I mean, I, and the worst part is that I was not, I didn't went to my sister's funeral. So my sister, my mother flew to California right away when we find out that my sister was dead because, because there were many things involved and I didn't want to get in trouble. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know that I was going to go and fight for something and I didn't want to get in trouble. So I told my mother, here's the money, here's your ticket, here's the car, here's your, you know, go. So she went and I, you know, she would call me every day. She went to see my sister in the funeral home when she was frozen, right? She was frozen in a box. Uh, my mother was able to, can you imagine the pain to see your own child dead in a box, completely frozen mm. before you're going to be cremated? You know, it, it was very, very sad for my mother. And, uh, and it was... It, coming back with my for my mother after my sister died you know it, it, it was my house was very sad I, I entered into a very deep depression I have never talked about this before and I didn't want to accept it you know it was it was hard I was not ready I thought that I was but when, when it really hits you, it hits you hard. So I closed my life to anybody and I just went to work and come home and I stopped completely my social life. And, and I just tried to find myself and see what I can change as a human being to be remembered 
I don't want to die and just die and be cremated and forget it. I, I want I want a great impact. I want I want people to remember who I was and what I did for them. So it takes me probably two, two years and a half of practicing mindfulness. I take trainings. I, I, I take a training of NLP. I, uh, I've been reading a lot of books. You know, I went back to practicing yoga. I practice Kundalini yoga. I start meditating every morning, you know, and I change completely the way that I used to live my life for a better life. But it, it happens so, or only when I, when I really touch bottom. When I was mm. just in the corner of my bed every day after I come back from work. So mourning is not something easy. You know, and, 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 and grieving your siblings is really hard. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, first and foremost. I know it's hard and it's hard to relive it and to think about it. I am very confident that your story will resonate and you have succeeded already in doing what you want to be remembered for, which isn't to be the famous LinkedIn Lorena. It's to be the person who's impacted and helped other people and be the person that they deserve and want to be because of your guidance, because of your coaching, because of your post ability that you have to be a human and to share yourself in such a organic and authentic and genuine way. That is why you've had the influence, even, even if you're not called an influence, that's why you've had the influence that you've had. And so I just want to say it's been an absolute delight to have you on the show. I Thank you. I know we could we could find you a few different so places. Much. So first and foremost on LinkedIn, if you are one of the few people who has not found Lorena on LinkedIn, please find her on LinkedIn, Lorena Acosta. I know there's a few other places. So you have a hashtag which is be busy being awesome. And you also have a page on LinkedIn, the be, be busy being awesome page, which people could go follow and find out more. But I love that branding and it's just blown up. You also have centric branding on LinkedIn as another place. Where else can people mm -hmm. find you? You have your podcast, Be Busy Being Awesome. Uh, well, they can find me on Facebook. They can find me on Instagram or they can email me to Lorena Dada Costa at Be Busy Being Awesome. Uh, and, but I want to mention something, Billy. I'm writing a book. Uh, I was going to ask. So please tell us. Yes. And this book hopefully is going to be ready before the end of the year. I'm going to talk about my journey in life and how my personal branding and how my personal branding has helped me to truly found myself as a human being and being able to provide the guidance to others during their journey. I'm not calling myself a master. I'm not a, a guru. I'm not a healer. You know, I'm just an ordinary woman raising an extraordinary child. Thank you for being on Inside Out. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your wisdom. I appreciate your humility and the heart that you have that pours through every ounce of your body. Lorena Acosta, 
Thank you for being on Inside Out. Thank you for listening to this episode of Insight Out. I hope you enjoyed the show and I really hope you took away some valuable insights that will help you in your career, in your business, or in your life. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate the show on your favorite podcast platform. This is extremely helpful and I can't tell you how much I would appreciate it. Also, if you haven't checked out our website yet, you can find us on the interweb at insightoutshow.com. On the site, you'll find tons of great content, including all of our podcast episodes, videos, blog posts, and the all-important link to support this show through Patreon. If you're not familiar with Patreon, it's an amazing platform that helps creators gain the support they need to continue creating. And remember, your next life-changing breakthrough moment may happen when you least expect it. Insight out. Oh, my God.